0: Hi, everyone. This is Katherine Adams and Elizabeth Wallace, and you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 183, the travel edition. Yay! Not that it makes any difference to anybody listening, but we are actually in the same time zone for a change. Exactly. Actually, I thought it kind of did make a difference. I mean, what do you say about travel size stuff at CVS? It's much smaller. (laughs) So this is a short episode. We're only in the same time zone for a minute, but we didn't want to skip an episode this week. So we figured we would just each pick one nerd thing that we'd consumed this week and talk about that. Well, visiting Florida, uh, Hannah, our little sister, showed me several episodes of Love, Death, and Robots. And I'm really kind of shocked that I haven't watched any more of this series because the ones that you showed me were great and the ones that Hannah showed me were great. I especially like the ones... Sonny's Edge, that was the one about the beastie fights. Oh, yeah. That was the first one I saw, yeah. Yeah, and then um, there was also Helping Hand, which was the one about the woman, uh, the astronaut on a spacewalk getting stuck outside the ship. Yes. Both of those had that photorealistic thing, but it felt like... Sonny's edge was a little bit more fantasy uh, realistic, right? And, and I love the design of the monster that she oh, fights. Man, so that, that was, was really like the very the much smaller monster that's still such a scary badass. And then um, beyond the Aquila Rift was another photo realistic one about the people traveling through a space gate and end up like hundreds of thousands of light years away from home. Have you watched that? Oh yeah, yet? that was one with a really creepy ending. Yeah, that was. If you guys have never read anything by Larry. Baron, and you liked this episode, you should probably check out some of his short stories, because that ending felt exactly like something that would be in one of his stories. Yeah, that one really creeped me out. I'm I'm really surprised like... There were so many of those episodes that I thought were really problematic. I mean, very much targeted at a heterosexual male video gamer who likes seeing women in distress. That you're thinking of the witness, and I, I was not as bothered by that one as it sounds like you were. I may have teed that one up for you so that you weren't quite as bothered. G- yeah, it's about to say I was expecting a whole lot of like problematic stuff out of that one. I think it was the ending that like changed it from yeah. I guess this is fine to Ooh, that's interesting. Right, right, exactly. And then the one with the uh, the rift one, the Laird Baroness type of one. You the, the woman that he meets. I mean, on the one hand, it's like ah, she gets topless and pours alcohol over herself and gives him a shirtless kind of info dump at one point. I'm just like, ugh, this wasn't targeted for me. But at the same time she was supposed to be in a form that was really reassuring and distracting him. So in a way, I guess that's probably good. It's one of those ones, I, a lot of the episodes that I watched, they really bothered me when I first watched them. But as they've sat with me for a while, they're a bit better, I guess. Uh, yeah, and Hannah pointed something out that on uh, Beyond the Aquila Rift, his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend whatever... Her face was more realistically done than his face. However, I thought his body movements were more realistic than hers. Hmm. And that could all be the male gaze stuff. Like, it's important to make sure that the woman is pretty, but then it's also important to make sure that the woman is constantly walking with her boobs out. And like, you know, with her spine just in that perfect, sexy angle. It's really awkward to walk in. Right. So, yeah, there is a little bit of male gaze stuff going on in these episodes. I still enjoy them. Oh, yeah, definitely Zima Blue, I really like that one. Yeah, I think course. Hannah showed that one to Mom, and Mom was impressed with that one. Yeah, and that's the one that was done by the same animator who did uh, Pear Cider and Cigarettes. Exactly. They, you pointed that out. I'm like watching it going, why is this so familiar? That's why it's familiar. I think it was a lateral move in my brain, because it was like, this kind of looks like Eon Flux. What else have I seen that kind of looks like Eon Flux? Oh, Pear Cider and Cigarettes. Exactly. I'm glad. I was really, I was concerned about it. In fact, and I'm, Hannah listens to our episodes, I was, I was thinking Hannah would be enraged by them because the treatment of women in them is just so off every once in a while but Hannah really enjoys them so I'm like well now I'm sorry I didn't say something sooner to her (laughs) so in the stuff that I've been consuming on a whim because I had a plane trip and I had a book I was reading but I like having backups I got the final two issues of elf quest the final quest and read those on the plane and not good oh dear yeah really not good the art is the art's pretty dreadful and it's interesting that i've been reading reviews this morning and there's people who are trying to say all the nice things about the series in general the final quest was 24 issues um even the people who really liked the series are like yeah the art's not good Um, and then she did a lot of stuff a lot of people felt that it was rushed uh, some characters got killed off that people weren't happy about in ways that people weren't happy about, and then she kind of retconned a lot of their history in a way that people weren't happy with. Uh, she did things to cut her that people didn't like. It's just that yeah. I noticed that for the two issues that I read, it's Wendy and Richard Pinney are listed for story, I believe, but for this series, she's listed for script and I think that may be kind of part of my problem. It's not very sophisticatedly written. It seems like seems like bad fan fiction. Really, oh, yes. and yeah. didn't Richard Penny do a lot of like the editing and the writing work and helping with that in the? Fr- I mean, because it was her artwork, but he contributed a lot. I mean, yeah. it was an equal partnership. So has he backed off on doing like editing and writing and things Maybe. like that? Maybe it's like, God, how old is this series? Now it started in the seventies, didn't it? I so. think something like that. I'm just I'm just remembering reading like the first four graphic novels when I was in middle school. And it was like I mean the ending of the third one, the third graphic novel I just remember going around in this, like, stunned daze and almost mourning because of what had happened oh, to yeah. a character. And it's just so powerful. It's just so amazing that what she was able to do with the artwork, with the writing, with the characters, with all that stuff. And it just, it's almost like reading late Anne McCaffrey stuff now. Yeah. It, oh, it, yeah. It changed so much yeah and i'm wondering because we just got the solicitation for a new elf quest series and you know this was the final quest now this is following characters who've gone off in a different direction um, not the ones on the world of two moons so that'll tell you something about how the series ended i'm wondering though because i was going on various forms apparently if you have problems with the series, don't go to the ElfQuest Facebook group because the fans are sort of rabid in protecting it from bad comments. And apparently, so is Richard Penny. Mm. Yeah, but they seem to remember him reacting pretty badly when they were doing that, like, anthology of issues with other artists. Yeah. And he was tired of people saying that they didn't like the artwork as well as Wendy, which I'm sorry, we didn't. No, but if you go to fathertreeholt.forummotion.com, you can actually search through a lot of stuff. I found the comments very insightful, Um, a lot of negativity. So if you want to read positive comments about the end of the series, go to the Elfquist Facebook group. If you want to read a lot of negativity, go to this forum motion one. Though people were really angry, but I don't think it like ever went to flame war levels nobody was horrible people are just very disappointed and there's a lot of interesting comments in there but yeah it's mostly the art though it's, it's really not good <laughs> well the cover on the press release that you sent talking about the new series is going to be coming out right. Was the cover artwork done by Wendy? I'll have to look, but thank you. I I totally went off on a tangent. (laughs) I sort of wonder if maybe the reason why they're doing more is that the response... I mean, you go into Goodreads, and it's got a four-point-something rating, but I think it's the rabid fans who've pushed that up. There's A lot of people very unhappy, and I'm wondering if she's allowed that to get to her, and now she's going to do another series, or maybe it's a cash grab. I don't know. Because the artwork on that press release for the cover did not bother me as much as I've seen on the artwork because there's something that she does with chins and uh cheekbones in the elves now that looks really kind of like stretched out and then stamped into place Yeah. yeah but I didn't notice that in the cover, so I'd be interested to see if the artwork is being done by somebody who loves ElfQuest and maybe is drawing more in a style that's closer to what we remember the original series as. Isn't it funny, because originally we hated it when they would have an issue that was drawn or written by somebody else. We're like, this is not really ElfQuest, and now I'm like, ooh, a new ElfQuest series, and I don't know that they're writing or drawing it. Maybe it'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) Some things have changed. I know, so weird. Anyway, yeah, that's, yeah, I've got that in my comicsology, if you ever want to read the last two issues to see how it wrapped up, but it ain't great. <laughs> yeah, well. So yeah, that'll wrap us up. Very short episode for the week because we got to get Catherine to the airport excuse <laughs> of course. Not being able to plan, I read the ticket wrong and I'm actually supposed to be there a half hour earlier than I thought I was. Well, at least it's a half an hour earlier not like three hours earlier or something. Oh, yeah. Uh. Um, so yeah, make sure to check out PixelatedGeek.com for all the book reviews, the comic book reviews, the movie reviews, the folder galleries. By the time this episode comes out, We will be one week away from Comic-Con. Ooh. Crazy, very insane. Yeah, we've got an invite to go to a Doctor Who virtual reality experience. Very nice. And a press room for the new Snowpiercer series. Ah, okay. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. And so all of that and more. pixelatedgeek.com I don't know. Um, are we gonna get a Nightville episode next week? No idea. I you know? have to do some research, but my research on the first episode of the month that we thought was gonna be happening but didn't, uh, still haven't turned up anything no. about why. Well, I'm I'm sure they just don't hide it. I'm sure it's fine and nothing sinister at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. If you want to read oh, positive... a second. Oh, play. Uh, helicopter, I think. Mm-hmm. Interesting.